0: The scripture readings draw our attention to a reality that we might want to give some prayerful thought to as we enter into Advent. Jesus Christ is king of the universe. Now granted, it may not sound particularly earth shattering, let alone novel, we've all heard this before, but it really is shattering, it really is novel if we allow ourselves to be open to this mystery. Jesus, and Jesus alone, has absolute sovereignty and dominion over all creation. Why? Because of his obedience to the will of the Father to drink from what the Gospels call the potirion, the cup of God's wrath, meaning that Christ freely chose to consume down to the dregs, into his very being, every sin of every human being, past, present, and future. And he brought all of those sins to the cross. At a precise moment, when he knew all could be saved, he bowed his head on the cross and handed over his spirit to the Father. No one took his life He did not die in the sense that we do, victims of war, accidents, disease, or old age. He died. He surrendered his life when he knew the time was right. He descended into hell to release those under the old covenant who remained faithful to God. He rose from the dead, and in so doing, he trampled death abolishing its stranglehold over us. He ascended into heaven in our human nature, restoring our nature to its true home. As we say in the creed every Sunday, he is seated at the right hand of the Father, meaning what? That his kingship is eternally secure, and no one, no thing, no circumstance, no set of circumstances can interfere with his kingship and no one, no thing, no circumstance, no set of circumstances, not even sin, has the power to interfere with the relationship the believer has with Jesus, unless one foolishly allows it. And even should that happen, the believer is always given the grace to return if he or she accepts it. And as we heard in our reading from Revelation, Behold, he is coming amid the clouds and every eye will see him, even those who pierced him. This will usher the end of time and history. And please, Lord, may it be tonight. In the gospel, Pilate asked Jesus, are you the king of the Jews? And I suspect Pilate had some sympathy for Jesus and was looking for a political solution that everyone might not be happy with but could live with. But there wasn't one. Jesus terrified Pilate when he said, my kingdom does not belong to this world. From Pilate's perspective, There could be no authority higher than that of the Roman emperor, the glue that held the empire together, that prevented the powers of chaos from engulfing the world. Any hint of a claim to kingship, be it in this world or in the next, was a threat against the stability of Pilate's view of the natural order of things, and such threats were to be ruthlessly crushed. Pilate made a fundamental choice, an eternal choice. There is no king but Caesar, and Jesus, you must die. And this forces a serious question to pose to ourselves as we enter Advent, a period of preparation to celebrate not only the first coming of Jesus into the world as a helpless infant, but his second coming, as the almighty king who will judge the living and the dead. Who or what do we allow to have dominion, sovereignty over our lives? Is it Jesus? Or is it someone? Or something? I have a good priest friend of mine who's really more like a brother, sometimes an annoying younger brother. And we constantly call each other to discuss one thing or another in the church and, well, just with the joy of visiting and keeping in touch. He and I are both converts. We come from more fundamental evangelical traditions. We are appalled, as I think most parish priests are, at the crisis that the church is enmeshed in. As I've said many times, this sickness must be squarely laid at the feet of our bishops, who for decades knowing the filth and degeneracy they willfully allowed in the seminaries, placed power, prestige, personal advancement over the care of Christ's flock. They did not have Christ as their king. They made the institutional church their king, and that delights the devil to no end. Anything other than Christ is idolatry. some perhaps are paying the eternal price in hell more if they do not repent and reform will suffer the same fate my friend and i have come to the conclusion that the institutional church is not what really matters he i you have no control over squabbling popes and cardinals and bishops and chancery officials what they say or what they do But what we can very much control is allowing the grace of our baptism to guide us in our personal relationship with Jesus. To grow in our knowledge of his word, to draw closer through the gift of his sacraments. We can choose to allow the grace of our personal relationship with Jesus to be our first priority as individuals and then together as parishes, as communities of faith. Could you imagine the power, the reform that would unleash in the church? Pilate would not accept any king but Caesar. Who do you and I have as our king? In whom or what do we place our ultimate hope? Is it Jesus, or some kind of Caesar? One's salvation hinges on how one answers.